You will sleep better than you have ever slept. You've never been this relaxed. Are you ready to change your life? I'm Rusty Diamond, certified hypnotist. You don't need to leave your house. You can stay in your bed. You can stay in your favorite chair. You just need a computer or your phone. You can get a hold of me. Stay at home. I'll make your life better. Hypnosisisgrade.com It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Oh, Miss Rusty, what is up, everyone? It is a Sunday show. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And what a better thing if uh, if it wasn't a monster truck racer. I don't know. Maybe maybe this guy has raced monster trucks. or You don't race monster trucks. What do you do in a monster truck? What do you say? You, you just run shit over or you, you jump? I don't think you really race in monster trucks. Or is there monster truck racing? I, th- I swear there's monster truck racing. Come to the monster truck races. Oh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. But welcome to the p- podcast, the public access podcast here on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network. Thank you, everyone, for being here. And yeah, like I said, it's a special Sunday show. And I'm going to bring on my special guest right here, right now. And my special guest right here, right now is not Mac. But my special guest right here right now is Shay Slater coming on at some time. But uh, we'll get him on here in a minute. He'll come on when uh, he's gosh darn good and ready. Because you know what? That's It's the way to do it. It's the way to do it. Why not, man? Why not go for it and go big? And, uh, you know, it's... It's all right. So, yeah. So, in the meantime, sometime this happens. So, uh, yeah. So, thank you, everyone, again, for being here and checking out everything and just hanging around up here in the the network. The network. Man, uh, that could be a thing. The network. But there he is. What's up? There, I there's did, I didn't, Slater. I didn't realize I had to unmute myself because a thing came up and said to do whatever, so I clicked that, so I thought I was in. I didn't realize I had to do it again at the bottom corner. Yeah, dude, yeah, Zoom, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking, uh, if someone's listening, uh, I hear that StreamYard's actually a pretty good one to be using here. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I keep switching these things around, and I was with, I don't know, because I, I use Zoom for... Um, for hypnosis for my my clients because it's you know protected and shit uh yeah. you know medically speaking um uh, but i don't know it, it's kind of kind of a pain and sometimes like i've had shows where i forget to hit record 
but uh, it records on the on the the background thing on this yeah. note taking thing, and so I get a kind of a shittier copy, but at least I don't get it completely. I go to the end, I'm like, stop recording, and it's like, oh, do you want to start recording? Um, not the case today, but uh, thank you for being on. Uh, I well, thank you for having me. Yeah, have, happy to have you on here. I guess yeah. Um, yeah, I got got to meet you at in Connecticut, back in in the main streets. I guess you know it's uh, it's not it's not West Connecticut. It's I guess it is West Connecticut. Because uh, so that's what I used to tell people because I stole it uh, as well as um. Oh, why am I forgetting his name? Chael Sonnen, who who was like a UFC fighter. Yes. Um, him and I both are from uh, Westland, Oregon, and we both uh, stole like from the mean streets of Westland, Oregon. Uh, but he's just, you know, one of us is a, a lot more well known than the other. I'm not not quite as well known as a UFC fighter, but um, both stole that from the Mean Street Posse. And uh, what you know? What what can you do? It's, yes. Uh, so I mean, did you get to go to any? Were you going to events and stuff when you were younger and checking stuff out? And yeah, so I started going to WWF back late eighties, like when I was like four or five years old. Um, but like the funniest thing is, I had no idea the Indies existed until I was a sophomore in high school. So oh damn, yeah. So before. 2000 actually no i'm sorry i was a junior so before 2003 it was just wwf and ecw like that's all i knew i mean yeah that's all you really needed to know like i didn't know any other ones like i knew there used to be one in portland but like i I didn't know that i mean all i could see like and i barely like i don't know wcw was kind of like uh wasn't really a thing until you know yeah sometime in high school i guess like it was you get the uh tbs channel on on cable and shit and it's like what's this wrestling this is different well i was all wbf in my house and my grandfather used to watch wcw so i found out through him and my uncle My my uncle's like check this out and actually it just happened to be I think it was the first WCW Saturday night, not the first WCW show I saw, but the yep. first Saturday night I saw was when Randy Savage debuted, which was oh, on my, which was on my birthday. Okay, and yeah, and you're like, hey man, here's someone that I know that's coming over. Um, it's not all like you know, it's someone that I know from WWF, and yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. And then, so do you remember who he, he was wrestling? He wasn't wrestling. He it was when um. He was looking for Hulk Hogan. He said he was going to be at the next pay per view, and he's going to shake his hand or slap him in the face. Okay, all so right. It was, it was a promo about him and Hogan. So, were you hooked then? Were you? Did that bring uh, you over to WCW, or were you just? Well, I I always once I watched and saw WCW, I always watched both. Okay, and like even in the later years, like everyone said, "Oh, did you watch Raw? Or did you watch Nitro?" Well, back in those days, we had the VHSs, so yep. I by blank VHS, I would tape one and watch the other one live yeah that's kind of what i did and it was usually uh but then it's like when you would go to school though the next day 
had you had watched both or you only watched one of them and then you got it because you got to talk about it, um, you know, Tuesday morning at school. It was my school's more WWF. Uh-huh. So that, so I didn't get so if I watched W if I didn't watch Nitro, I didn't get a ton of spoilers. But also okay. you also back then too, it wasn't really that popular in schools. Like you used to get like made fun of for watching it. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. I I don't know. Yeah, like once I got to like maybe found like ninety nine, maybe two thousand, then then it was like th- there was people like, Oh man, weren't you that guy that was always into watching wrestling? Yeah. Fucking nerd. Like I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> dude, like I'm watching with you now. Like, well the, the funniest one was um, around like DX and them and they and the NWO was hot. Our yeah. school had banned; they outlawed banned t-shirts. So like this, like they couldn't wear you couldn't wear like Metallica, ACDC, like no banned shirts whatsoever. But they never oh, said anything about wrestling shirts. Nice. So, so one day we were, a couple of us were wearing wrestling shirts, and the kid, like the metal kids, were like, "Hey, they're wearing banned shirts, trying to get us in trouble." Like, no, these are wrestling shirts, and the teachers like. I can't do anything about it. They they're not banned T-shirts. Uh, not banned. Uh, not banned in that school. Not banned in the USA. You get to wear whatever whatever damn T-shirts you want to. Uh, do you remember what you were wearing? What kind of yeah, T-shirts I, you were I was, wearing? I, yeah, we were wearing because this be nowadays you probably get in trouble for it. But we were wearing the DX socket shirts. Sure. And, and, and the teachers had no idea what it was, so they didn't say anything. Right. Uh, I mean, what are they going to think that you know? Like, where is some kid going to pull up with a shirt like that says "suck it"? They're like, oh, they yeah. can't really mean like you know "suck it." I guess like it's probably just some some sort of kid thing or, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it was the thing. And then go around, uh, fucking telling everyone to suck it. Uh, it was great. Oh yeah, I actually um, one of my best friends, um, this girl Shannon, we're still friends this day. She's like a little sister to me. We very really got into fights. But something happened. We're in lunch. Lunch. I can't remember what exactly happened between us. But I remember, like, she was like, we we're all leaving lunch. She was in the front. There was, like maybe like forty kids. She was in the front of the line. I was in the back of the line. For some reason, I just looked at her and I went, "Suck it!" She tried to jump over that pile of kids and tried to swing at me. That's the way to do. It. I mean, that's what happened, and it was. Uh... Them's was fighting words uh, for some people. I I remember like in soccer doing it um, and getting red cards for that shit. Like, but and eventually, like you guys, you can't go and tell people to suck it after you score a goal. Uh, what you gonna do? What you yeah. gonna do? It was it was the nineties, and it was um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you can still you can go up to any wrestling show right now and tell someone to suck it, pretty much. Pretty much any wrestling show. I'm not going to say every wrestling yeah. show, but it's, you know, like, a oh, that's nice. That's nice of them telling me to suck it. It's not not anything. Uh, I, I guess it was the, uh, I don't know. And, I, and it's yeah. funny how, like, we say, like, how people used to make fun of us and stuff. But then everyone was like, those same people were so jealous. Because on my 16th birthday, we got to go backstage to WF at a house show. How'd you pull that Uh how the, or what, what uh, was that like? Not how'd you pull? It? I mean, like what? Yeah. Uh... So it was um. So it was my 16th birthday. So it was like right after they bought WCW. Yeah. And we went. I had um. So my great grandmother had like a live-in nurse. 
And her father, I mean, yeah, her father-in-law worked at the Excel Center, which he actually still works there. And he works back, he takes care of the backstage. And this is pre-9-11. So he got us the passes. We They put us in this office back there, which I've been in plenty of times because I used to work there and stuff. So we're in this office and Earl Hebner comes over. And what they do, the way they do it is because everyone thinks you go backstage, you just walk around. It's not like that. And this is is back early 2000s. So they sat us in the office. Earl Hebner came over. And whoever was available, not doing promos or not doing whatever they had to do, he'd bring them in. It's like he'd bring them to us. We'd talk to him for a minute. We'd take pictures. That's fucking Uh, awesome. Yeah, it was, uh, see if I can remember right, Triple H, Bob Holly, Steve Blackman, Obviously, Earl Hebner, Chris Jericho. I think that might have been it. Oh, that's fucking awesome. That would be 16 years old and have uh, yeah. you don't have to wait in any lines. You got yeah. them coming to you. Yeah, and actually, um, the funniest one was uh, Bob Holly tried to rib Steve Blackman while they were signing our autographs. How so? So we had the – remember the Raw magazines? Uh, I do, yes. Okay, so we had the Raw magazine, and Steve Blackman, so they're trying to sign, like, whatever their picture is. So Steve Blackman has it, he's, like, flipping through like this and goes, I swear I'm in this magazine, I swear I'm in this magazine. So Bob High looks at him with a dead-ass straight face and goes, you're in the cartoon section. Blackman looks at him with, like, a death stare and goes, shut up, Bob. And then they dropped it from there. And then we they just signed it, took the picture. That's fucking awesome. You know, like you can't, uh, you get a time like that, you got to go for it, man. Like, yeah. and, uh, and so th- that was in Hartford, you said? Yeah. Yeah. That's back okay. when it was still the Hartford Civic Center before they changed oh. the name. So, uh, man, yeah, Hartford, Hartford is a wild place, man. Uh, oh, yeah. I DJed there last night. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, yeah. Hartford is, I mean, dude, like, okay. So, you're from Connecticut. What's what's kind of the the stigma you get from people when you say you're from Connecticut? Is everyone kind of picture fucking uh, Mean Street Posse and stuff, and then you're like, well, actually, this is not really. Everyone thinks it's like from my perspective, my experiences. Yeah, like if, if they just think, okay, you're in the middle of New York and Boston type thing. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's more known in, um, like, with the older people, it's more like, if you say, like, something about Kenneth, like, eh, but then you say Hartford Whalers. Yeah. Like, oh. Because yeah. we, so, cause they're known for the Hartford Whalers from, we had them from, when they were the New England Whalers. Yeah. So they played, originally played in Boston as the New England yeah. Whalers. Um, and then they came here. As, and then they eventually rebranded as the Hartford Whalers when they came into the NHL. Yeah. Uh, so and are you they, a hockey fan? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. And so were you a Whalers fan? I was Whalers and Bruins because I grew up – okay. go the, they'd always take me to Whaler games. Yeah. But my dad was also a diehard Bruins fan. So okay. I So I grew up on I, – I never went to – I went to all the Whaler games. Not all of them, but I'd go to tons of Whaler games. I watched yeah. the Bruins on TV. My dad's gone to the Bruins games. I didn't go to a Bruins game until I was like a teenager. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I'm talking about in Boston. Like, obviously, I saw him play the Whalers in Hartford. Yeah. And 
so did you become a Bruins fan then afterwards? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that was because I was, I was a Whalers fan. Um, and yeah, and then I ended up uh, going and actually, give me, let me just reach over here. I'm going to camera for a second. I'll show, speaking of Whalers, I'll show you something. It's not going to be cool. in the full frame, but you'll be able to see it. All right. Yeah, like the Whalers stuff was so cool there. I, I tried to get uh, a hold of some of the stuff there when I got okay. beyond. So, yeah, go ahead. So re- remember the player Zarly Zalapsky? Sure. Look around these wires. Game used Zarly Zalapsky stick. Holy shit. And it's autographed. I'm not sure. Yeah. Probably can't take because the. Right. Okay, I'm seeing it. That's fucking awesome. Where how how'd you pick that up? So there's a guy on um because I was on a Whalers group on Facebook. Yeah. And there's a guy that had an autographed Zarly Zalapsky card. And he he's like I'm like and he was like said something but he was like getting rid of it and go how much you want for it? he goes I just want to go with somebody who appreciate it. I'm not asking for money. So he was a mail it from mail it to me. And he goes, actually, if you want, I also have a game you stick by him that's autographed. He goes, if it's too big to mail, if you want to come get it. And he was only in Waterbury, which is about oh, like 25 minutes from me. So shows are where your shows are. No, where... no, that we don't, that one we don't. Oh, then that was nothing. Yeah. That was a, that was yeah. a, something I made up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we do the shows um, at Legends. We do mostly at Legends Sports Bar in Bristol, Connecticut. Okay, in Bristol. Okay, I I get the two confused sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. we're and in February we're actually doing one in Agua, Mass. So where's that? Is that up by Springfield? Yes. That... It, yeah, it's actually near Six Flags, same town, Six Flags. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, dude, man, I can't tell you how many times I went to Six Flags this last summer. Um, shit, I think I went. Eight times, I think, maybe, uh, or something around that. Uh, I, I remember when it was Riverside back in the day. So what was that? What was the so before, before six before Flags. six before Six Flags bought them out? Yeah, it was Riverside, which was basically the same thing. It was a it was a theme park. Okay, and, and but they had but they also had a racetrack in there. Oh, like for like, like for stock cars, and they did demolition derbies. So what does that, that become? Did that become the water park? I believe so. I can't. I can't. Okay. Remember, I can't. I'm trying to picture it, but it's been like, like when it was Riverside. I was a little little kid. Sure. So yeah. like, I remember going there. I just can't remember where the racetrack. I think the racetrack was more towards the back. So it was either. So if it was towards the back, it would be where the water park is. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Okay. Um, sure, someone will fact check it in the comments. Yeah, yeah, fact checkers, get on that one. Let, let us know in the comments, uh, dude. Yeah, the uh, okay. So yeah, I know. I fucking that's where I know that name. Um, so oh, and one last well, fun fact about this the stick I just showed you. Yeah. So I have a Zarly Zlapsky poster on my wall still. Yeah. And one day I'm I was sitting here I was either watching TV or I was playing a game or something, and I just happened to look. The stick is the same stick he's using in the picture. Same exact one. Oh shit! So and, it must have uh, been from that game that the poster was taken. That's fucking awesome. Are you watching on YouTube or something? Well, no, I have a poster. Oh yeah. Okay. Po- yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yep. 
Yeah, have a poster with yeah, and, he and has it's that. the same stick in the poster. That's fucking killer, so man. Was, so it just like came. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, like all right, there, there it is. Um, dude, yeah, like man, the yeah the whaler stuff, dude. Like their logo is so cool. Like I, I was uh checking. I checked on Facebook Marketplace so much there for old uh um whaler stuff dude and there was some stuff on there but it was it was pretty spendy like what's crazy is the hurricanes wore those throwback whaler jerseys this year yeah they're going to yeah i tried to get one and yeah they were sold out like that yeah like within a week of them coming out they're sold out and and they're not gonna make more they're like limited edition right and uh i mean what, what you gonna do like it was and like, because the logo is so cool, because it like the well, I don't know what they call it, like the empty space of the is logo the, is is the H. H, yeah, yeah, dude. And then yeah, it's fucking, it's cool, man. Like and man, like yeah, like I don't know. It was I, there wasn't a lot of my friends who were into hockey, so and like and like you know telling people like oh yeah, I like the the Whalers, but then and then they were gone and. uh yeah, none of it became an Islanders fan, but I mean that that didn't until recently. I mean they it was like there'd be one game that would be televised a year on TV or you know obviously because and it would be whenever they're playing a really really good team, and the rest of the time it's like no, there's not gonna be any Islanders games on TV. So like, yeah, I used, you know. I used to work for the Islanders, not New York. I used to work for Bridgeport. Oh, dude, I, I would yeah, I went down there. uh I went to one game there, um, and they didn't have a an announcer. No, they didn't have like what was it? They didn't have like a play by play guy or yeah. a which was weird. And I so I I hit him up. I'm like, hey, I used to. I was like something. You know, you guys should get a play by play guy. Like, why why don't? It's so weird being at a hockey game and there being no play by play guy. Um, oh, you mean? The, oh, you mean the, the announcer? Oh, yeah, not play by play. You mean the uh, ring announcer? The yeah, there was like, no ring announcer. There was no nut. There was like yeah, was the guy that calls like so the often. goals. The guy that, like, and he scores that guy. Yeah, the PA announcer. There you go. The PA, the PA, yeah, announcer. The PA announcer. There was fucking nothing. It was. I was like, how? How are you doing this? How, why? Well, I don't know if it was just that game. Um, but I only went to one game there, so um. I don't know if that was that was that. What were you doing with the uh, with the Bridgeport Islanders? The first time was when they were the Sound Tigers from two thousand seven two thousand nine. I was their mascot. The Sound Tigers. Yeah. So before the Islanders, they were called the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Okay, that's an interesting name. So you were a Sound Tiger. What? the yeah. So the, the that's what everyone Sound Tigers. That's what everyone's reaction was. Like, even it was even became a running joke. Like with their own fans, like. We would always joke. I'm like, "What the hell's a sound tiger?" Right. So, what what is a sound tiger? What, I used, what were you? It was it's because obviously the costumes like the colors of the Islanders. Yeah. So it was like a blue tiger costume. Okay. With an Islanders jersey. And so, uh, and then last yeah. season, for part of the season, um, as like they're just on their like promotional crew, like. Yeah game staff type stuff like throwing t-shirts and stuff like that oh okay but, but yeah 
that only lasted part of the season because then football practice started because I also play semi-pro football. Okay, and so, uh, so then, but that take the football takes yeah over the doing uh, yeah because hockey yeah because I signed the contract so. Oh okay, so how what is that like a few months out of the year like? So or... we play twice a year. We play in the spring and the summer. Um, okay. so we're in practice right now. Um, so spring starts in March, and then summer starts in June. Okay, and so do you play around New England or? Yeah. Uh... Yep. Yeah. And... So like the farthest we travel is to um around for an away game. Okay. All right. Um. And then, so what? Uh, what's what's kind of the the crowd like at, at these games? Is it? Um... It depends on really the day and the team. Like sometimes it'll be packed. Sometimes it'll be just family and friends. Okay, it's, it's almost it's almost like wrestling. It depends like wrestling? on yeah 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 right. And it's like, uh, and so are you? Because um, yeah, like I went to. Uh, good amount of like some of the, the baseball games around there. Some of like uh, I went and saw the new Britain, bees. Britain bees went and saw yeah. them, man. I was at a game and uh, it was the fucking second or third inning, I think. And this guy was rounding second base and, uh, he looks back because they're trying to throw him out and starts going the other way again. And his leg just fucking, uh, yeah. Like you just see it fucking dangling. Yep. And that was the end of the game, man. That it was just like him sitting out there for like an hour. And then they're like, okay, well that's the game. You can go Mm -hmm. home. I'm like, Oh shit, man. Like, like this kid's probably in college or like maybe just out of college. Yeah, because the the bees are like the um they're the college prospects. Yeah, yeah. So like, like yeah, so they're they're kids trying to they're still in college but they're trying to get drafted. Yeah, and so yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's fucking a shitty way to end the fucking game, and uh, and shitty for him, man. Like it's it's hard watching, uh, watching that. You you well, got. Oh, go ahead. Well, when I was, I used to work for the uh, Bridgeport Bluefish, the old baseball team. They're not oh, there okay. anymore. And one time they forgot they're holding tryouts and they forgot to have a catcher stay back to catch the tr- the pitchers that they're trying out. So they look at me, they go, how's your catching skills? I'm like, well, I used to catch, so I'm good. And I'm like, just, so they're like, here's the equipment. I'm like, make sure you get me a cup. They're like, just have, just have a toss with them. We'll find you one. So like, we're going to tell them not to throw hard till like we get you one. Because I was just bullpen bullpen warming them up. I wasn't catching like when they're for the actual tryout. Right. Well, one dude throws a ball clock at ninety five miles an hour, skips under my glove, and just hits me right in the groin. Yeah, so, <laughs> I can imagine what happened, but uh, what happened? So and so then eventually, like once, like they bring me to the bench from the bullpen and they give me ice. So I'm sitting there, and then the the guy, my boss, looks at me and goes. We need you back out there. I'm like, screw you. End up driving myself to go get checked. Luckily, everything was good. And then yeah. I quit because then because I left early, they shorted me like $1,500 on my check. Whoa. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I think I'm done with this one here. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, and so that was, yeah, okay. And I mean, yeah, when you get hit in the fucking yeah. in the balls or whatever, like that's that's kind of, that's the end of the day, man. There's, there's yeah. nothing much more you can do. Like, okay, you know, let, let this guy have have whatever, uh, you know, get him, get him what he needs because it's going to be something. And um, so then were you like, what, uh, I guess then what got you kind of in, in the wrestling part? Was that? So, was after, that, so the way I remember I was, earlier I was talking about, I didn't know the Indies existed until my junior year. Right. So the way that happened was one of my friends were sitting in I'll never forget, we're sitting in a study hall class. Taps me on the shoulder. He's like, "Yo, I just won tickets from WCCC for wrestling." Which, for those who don't know, WCCC is our old rock station. It doesn't exist anymore. Okay. So um, he's like, "I won tickets off of CCC," and I'm like, "To you know, to what?" He's like, "Wrestling." I'm like, "WF." Like that's because at this point WCCC is already gone. So I'm like, "What okay. WWF?" Yeah. He goes, no, he goes, some show in Britain, Connecticut, which happened, I'm like, okay, which happened to be Jason Knight's ACW at the time. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, which actually, that's back, but, um, so we go, we show up, now we're in high school, it's at a bar, which they have like the all ages section. Right. Oh, I had this going on in high school. So okay, they, they didn't even think anything of it, they sat us at the 21 older at the bar stuff. Nice. My buddy's That's like, you, and then my buddy's like, you want to get a beer? I'm like, no, because then we'll probably get thrown out of the kitchen. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's good enough for right now. Yeah. So once I was at that show, then I'm like, okay, now, like, okay, local wrestling exists. Like, I didn't know that before then. So I'm like, now, yeah. like, now, how do I get into it? So then, yeah. Go. So then going back to high school, I wrestled on. I wrestled four years varsity. Okay. All Bull, right. Bulldog Blansky was the coach of the East Haven. I think it was East Haven. I have to ask him. I always forget if it was, I think it was East Haven or Rockville. I think it was East Haven. Um, He was the coach of that team. So I met him there and I just bug him and bug him and bug him. And then finally I got on like ring crew and stuff for DPW. When you were in high school? No, um, I had, it was after I graduated, but like I known Bulldog for that long. So like, I started going to the shows, uh, and then uh, then eventually I started doing ring crew. Yeah, and then I'd, the, like like I do ring crew. I'd hand out the flyers. I'd set up, break down, do all that before I was even training. So then, yeah, then you get all the fucking. You get into every show. You get to, and like, I mean, you need. I don't know. It's it's hard when you see some people that have never done ring crew. Um, I mean, you gotta, you gotta know, like, especially like, as far as making sure, you know, the other people that you're working with don't get hurt. Like, you need yeah. to know, you need to know the ins and outs mm-hmm. of that fucking ring and everything around it. Um, yeah. But so you were, you were like, okay, so you were going to shows like way, way back, like, yeah, like. 20 years ago? Yeah, like 2004. 2003 was the first one I went to. That was when I was, saw ACW for the first time. So, so from like so from like yeah. 2003 to 2004, I was just going. And also, like, at that point, I, I knew Bulldogs. So I was trying to, like, like, hey, what do I have to do? Yeah. And then eventually, like, I want to say it was in 2005, I started doing Rain Crew. 
and later okay. on, and then like I started, I was, I was working, I was doing DPW, I was doing CCW with Joel Chance, helping them out. Oh shit! As, okay. Um, like one show, I was, I was selling merch for Brian Anthony, like so, it was like doing odds and ends, like stuff like that. Yeah, and so then were you like, so when you were a fan, what what were you like at the shows, or like where were you, where would you be sitting, what would you be doing, like when, uh, well, you know, your favorite fu- guy came on or whatever. Well, the funny thing is, at the indies, I didn't really like like mark out like that. Yeah. I was more like trying to figure out, okay, how do I get into this? So okay. I was going to, I was trying to like, I mean, I still enjoyed the shows and I still like, I wouldn't like, and I'd still like, like certain guys and like a regular fan. Cause I didn't yeah. know the inside of the business yet, but like, I'd still be like, okay, how, like I always like ask everybody, how do I get into this? Like, even when they were signing autographs, I'd just be like, how do I get into this? And so then who, so eventually, you said that Bulldog eventually. So so eventually, so from there, um, eventually I went to. So I think I want to say the first one I talked to about it that actually like, now I could be wrong because I I'm pretty sure this is what happened. The first one that actually talked to me seriously about it was Brian yeah. Anthony, and he brought me to um. No, it wasn't at the school. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. It was at a show. Paul Roma happened to be there. He had his first. Um, he had his first school back then. He had his first school. Um, yeah. That didn't really work out. Like we had a little conversation, but nothing came of it. So then I ended up starting with Kevin Landry. Yeah. And then after I went to Kevin Landry's, then I went with um, trained with Justin Credible. Okay. All right. And so, uh, where was that? Just Incredible School used to be on East Main Street in Waterbury. Oh, shit. Okay. All yeah. right. And so uh, what was that first day like there? Well, it was um, – we. so I trained – I did one-on-one training with Just Incredible. I didn't actually go to the classes because – How did you get one-on-one training? How that how that work be, out? Because what happened was like, like he knew I couldn't afford the school at the time. Yeah. So he sure. basically made a separate deal with me. Yeah. So like I, we had our deal. I'd pay him that deal, and but the reason, like, he had me sit in on a couple classes for everybody else. Yeah. But he didn't want. Oh, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I think it's been enough years. He didn't want because Jason was his business partner, and they they had the school together, and Jason was more like the owner of the school. So he didn't want Jason knowing he was giving me this deal. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but okay. So then, I mean, what were your one-on-ones? What it was like it was like, like reg- it was like regular training, like like anything else, like um, like it was like, but you get more because you're doing the one-on-one. You're in the ring more than when if you're doing a class. Yeah. Um. But like the one, yeah. the funny story I have about that training with them was one. I always say one of my best assets is my selling. So. One day we're doing like a chain sequence or something like that, or he has me in an arm bar or something, yeah. and I'm working on my selling. He dead stops and goes, dude, you okay? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, are you okay? I'm like, I was working on my selling. He goes, oh my God, I thought I really hurt you. Yeah, Okay, you're teaching me well. You're teaching <laughs> me well. And another time he forgot – Um. I forgot if he forgot or just didn't have something happened when he didn't have his wrestling boots with him. 
So we got in the ring. He was, we were training and he was barefoot. And I remember he's going like, he was, he was like, damn. He's like grabbing his foot. He was, I don't know how these Samoans do it. Yeah, dude. Man, I tried to do the barefoot thing for a minute, but my, my trainers told me you're, you're, Stupid if you go barefoot, uh, because the, the minute someone steps on your foot, the top yep. of your foot, you're gonna learn like why you want to wear boots. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I, like, and also man. if you land the wrong way, you could really like you could break your ankle. Because that's what I used to be told too. Because yeah. okay, yeah. originally, I originally wanted to wear, um, my old school wrestling shoes, like the actual like high school ones. Yeah. But. What happened with that was they were like, no, don't do that. Because if you hit your foot the wrong way, there's not enough support. And Right. And now 90%, I wouldn't say 90 maybe, You see a lot more nowadays of that same, of yeah, wearing those. 80, 90% is wearing, are wearing the, the wrestling shoes. And it's, it's weird. Oh, with the kick pads. Uh, yep. Yeah. That was, yeah. Well, the thing is, I've always done kick pads because yep. I'd actually throw kicks. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense if you're throwing kicks to have the kick pads. Uh, you know, the, I don't know. Kick pads 10 years ago were fucking, uh, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, now they're they're all over, but not, yeah, not everyone throws kicks, but it just became kind of the. Yeah, well, the thing with the kick pads, like a lot of people don't real, uh, a lot of people think about yeah, is it's cheaper getting a pair of wrestling shoes or sneakers and then buying the kick pads. Yep. It is a lot cheaper than getting wrestling boots. So, like, I think they think more of, I think now it's becoming more of a style, but originally yeah. I think it, it evolved from it's a cheaper way to still look professional. Right. Yeah. Um, cause like I could, like, I could never afford a, like a $400 pair of boots. <laughs> yeah. It was, it took a while. Like, I don't remember. I don't know how I fucking ended up with that. Like, I, I think I was fucking paying those for a long time. Like I was like getting the boots and I was like, shit, man, like I don't know how the fuck I ended up with being able to pay for that. I ended up having I steal one, it from someone. I ended up having one pair of boots years ago. Yeah. And they they're and they're kinda of like the style like what Randy Orton wears. Okay. And um I could. They were not comfortable. I could not get used to them. Like so, I ended up selling them. So oh, my okay. thing was also more comfort too. Yeah, which is important when you're you're in there and, yeah. dude, lacing and unlacing those fuckers every oh, yeah. every time, dude. Like yeah, because mine were like mine were like the ones that came up higher. Too, yeah, go so up like, almost to your fucking knee. Yeah, like it's it's gonna be a long time doing that. Um, I think I wrestled them once or twice before I sold them. I'm like, oh, I'm going yeah. back to the kick pads. Yeah, I, I don't blame you, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, mine are still sitting in my gear bag. Like, I haven't, yeah, worn them for a while. But, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, man. I, I guess, and it was like, I got them too right about the same time that everyone was really getting into the, the kick pads and wrestling shoes with the... um. It was starting to be more more flashy colors on the. Uh, um, yeah, I I do yeah. more of the uh, because it gives you more support. I do more of like the basketball sneaker with the kick pads. Okay, awesome. Yeah, that's a fucking great way to go. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would do that if I. Hey, if but, I yeah, hey, I'm not wrestling as much anymore. I'm more concentrating on OCW, but 
Yeah. And and I'm trying to get more into managing too. Like I'm managing Jay Outcast now for some shows. Uh, yeah. And so then were you just transitioning recently? Is that more of a recent uh Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, yeah. Um yeah, man, it's I don't know. It's hard to ever leave. It's it's hard to just be like, ah, that's yeah, but like like managing like I'm having fun with it, so it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and plus uh, a lot less bumps. Yeah, uh, which is great. Mm-hmm. Always a nice thing at the end of the night. Like, man, I didn't take any bumps. Uh, uh, you, you can't yeah. you can't beat that, man. Um, and so then was uh, OCW was that your first promotion, or were you? No, actually. It originally, oops, my bad. Um, originally we had, uh, I had done WWE, and okay. in 2015 we did two, we did one regular show, and then we did a charity show, and then it just kind of like at that point it was just like I was doing it by myself, and to, those two shows like killed me money wise. Sure. But also too, like I was renting. The like the whole like the whole trend. So, the one in twenty fifteen we did it at a um. There used to be a wrestling school. Um, I think it was RWE or something like that. And okay. they were they were in um they're in Windsor or South Windsor, and they had a like a school with a ring already set up in it. So, but so they do schools there, but they also do shows there. Sweet. So I rented that out plus paying everybody, and I didn't have a great job at the time, so like. Yeah. Yeah. That that old so, story. And so then fast forward, I'm like, I want to do something again, but I'm like, okay, I can't afford a ring, I can't afford but what what can I do to do something? So have you ever heard of Castle Valentine? Uh no. Okay. So he does regular matches, he's also a deathmatch wrestler, but he also does um no ring bar rolls. Cool. Easy. And he and he's the first one to ever do it, and he's even produced pay per view. Like he had Ken Shamrock on his pay per view, they did it. Like Ken Shamrock did no ring bar brawl, so it became a thing in New York. Because also uh, because New York, you don't have the the athletic commission. Well, Casanova said by doing it this way, they could call it performance art and not wrestling, and that's killer. the loophole around the commission. Yeah. But he got really popular with it. So I went to him and I was talking to him about it. I said, Look, I want I want to do something similar in Connecticut. Which he said he goes, I really respect you for talking about this because he goes, There's other people trying to mimic it that don't know what they're doing or how to properly execute a show like that. Yeah. And he's he goes, That that's what's upsets me. He goes, Thank you for coming to me. So cool. me and him collaborated. Like he, he was supposed to be at the show, but he had another booking come up which was be able to make decent money sure. at. So I told yeah. him to go do that. Yeah, absolutely. But he helped me with it. So we did like four shows before pre-COVID. Yeah. And it was like, and like, um, a lot of like, there's a lot of people that didn't like that concept. Yeah. So, so it was wrestlers or some wrestlers, not not the guys on the show. Some of them eventually like, oh, we're not going to do it. There's no ring. Yep. Like, and then I said no. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like. Kevin Landry, I know, did not like it because I talked to him about it when I was there. Yeah. So then the way OCW came about was, um, I'm like, you know what, let's change the name of it. 
So like, let's take get rid of Owens because originally I was going to take WWE and just be like, okay, let's do WWE with a ring. But I'm like, you know what? We need to rebrand the whole thing. So what what did WCWE uh, stand for? Wicked Chaotic Wrestling Entertainment. Okay, all right. So went from Wicked Chaotic <laughs> Wrestling Entertainment uh, to Outcast wh- Championship Wrestling. Less stuff, uh, less letters on the yeah. on the old on the old everything. Um, okay, and so. so- so yeah. what happened was, so then um, I saw Lucas Chase was selling his ring. Okay. Because he had the, the small ring. And I'm like, that is perfect for, because, so my idea with OCW was never, it, like, not to do, like, a full-blown, like, with, um, regular promotion at, like, a VFW. Yeah. It was supposed to be, like, basically, because I work for Micro Wrestling, like, the Micromania. So basically, I was, try, I was trying to adopt, huh? So, Micromania, is that the one that is uh, out of uh, Tennessee? Um, or is that a different one? Billy's out of California, I believe. So, there's one that just got... A, there's like seven micro There's companies. a lot. There's yeah. a lot, and they're all fucking over. Yeah, because I, I used to tour with Micro Wrestling All-Stars. Okay. And now I, now I work for Micromania. Um, I help them find venues and stuff like that. I don't travel as much. Is that the one that got the show on TLC? Is no, that Micromania. That, no, that is. Uh, I think that's Micro Wrestling Federation. Okay, yeah, there, I could be wrong, but I think I know it's not Micromania. I know it's not Micromania. Okay, yeah, like this one was like they have a spot. Like, uh, I mean, they they travel and shit, but they have their main thing like right next to Dollywood. Yeah, um, they just, yeah, I think that's Micro there. Wrestling Federation. Okay, um, so how'd you get with them? How'd you get? So, well, first, let me finish the OCW. Sure. So, sorry, I got distracted. You're good. You're good. <laughs> so, we went from, um, so I ended up buying, um, Lucas Chase gave me a hell of a deal, got the ring. And then now oh. I'm like, okay, because we were supposed to, we, I, my deal was to adopt the micro format, like a short bar show. Now, the original, now we had the, we're still doing small bars. Yeah. Now we got a full blown, like, hour and a half, two hour show. The original idea, was to do like a ninety, like a one hour, like a one hour ninety minute show, one hour ninety minute, like an hour hour and a half, and then have like because our friends have bands and cool. they have a then have a band play. Sweet. But everyone's now like the bar crowd's starting to get into the wrestling, so now we're expanding the shows. So, but and, but like and that's why like at first people like a lot of people that don't like say oh but it's a small ring because it is it's a ten foot, it's so, tiny. Yeah, it's yeah, you've seen it. Weird. It's, but, it's cool. I like. I like the fact. But that, it's yeah. the, like it's like the small bars. Like when Micromania came, they came to Legends too. Yeah, their rings a twelve foot. They almost couldn't oh, get it bigger. Yeah, they almost couldn't get it in the building. Like it barely had barely enough room to set it up where we set up. Oh damn! Okay. So like, um, I, and I like doing the smaller bar venues. Like I like because nobody, yeah. no one's really doing that now anymore. Right. Um. And so, what did what did Lucas Chase have the small ring for? What how what was so, his? Um, I don't know if this is the original that. reason why he bought it. I'm not sure if he bought it. Just you'd have to ask him. I don't know if he bought it just to have just to get his first ring for BST or yeah. if the or if that because what he ended up doing was during COVID. Um, what you call it? I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. During COVID, he ended up doing. He was able to get approved to do a show, and it was a smaller uh, venue, and you wouldn't fit anything bigger than that. Okay. So I don't know if that was. So I I can't know if he bought it just to eventually get a ring, 
Or yeah. if you bought it for to just start BST, then plan to get something bigger. Like I don't know what his whole plan was. Okay, and so then, so then you got the ring, and now you know you have uh, a ten foot ring, which, yep. man, yeah, like you, <laughs> it's it's wild, man. Like yeah, like reffing that, like there's you got a you got a little room, but I I like it because it's so different. It's so different than anything else. You can you can run the ropes one step. Yeah, one step and you you turn, you hit, and uh, it's and cool, that, man. And, and that ring is the it's the bump is so nice. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty uh pretty all right. And I mean, yeah, I I was sending pictures to a bunch of my friends and uh, just like, dude, you got to check this shit out, man. Like, yeah, and and we're gonna start um we're gonna start. There's gonna be one step at a time, so because um we're starting to make the ring look more like for specific to OCW. How so? Like, like we just got, um, we just ordered purple tape to tape the ropes purple. Sweet. And then eventually okay. we're gonna um redo the turnbuckle pads. Go into like high spots or something for that, or no? Actually, um, my business partner Cindy Hart, she knows right. how to she knows how to sew them, so she's gonna get the fabric and make covers for the turnbuckle pads. So cool. This... Okay, so you want to buy a new term? You got turnbuckle. Pad covers. So, yeah, so they're gonna be they're gonna go over what's already there. Awesome. Yeah, that'll be that'll be pretty cool. Uh, so how do you and Cindy get to? Or, we known each working? other. Since, we known each other since she like I known her since she was sixteen. Okay. All right. And so, yeah, we've been friends for a long time. What What got her to be like? Hey, I, I want to get in on this, or did you? Well, did it you... it started out as she was just the ring announcer. Then she started helping out a little more, and then it just it just evolved into full blown. She's my business partner. Yeah, and so which helps because now we're able like with us working together, we're able to get like big like more like more talent, more matches. Like we're able to put together better shows working together. Yeah, and so then okay, so with uh. So was it like kind of recently, or was it like you guys started working together, or was yeah. it, has it been a little while? Yeah, we well, we started um the last last show, the first show. Hmm. So okay, um, yeah, the okay, and then you have a show then uh, this weekend. Yeah, this, this next fr- weekend. No, this coming Friday night at Legend okay. Sports Bar. Cool. Is that yeah, same that- place. That one, yep, Legend Sports Bar. That one's twenty one plus. Bell time ten thirty. Doors open at seven. Um, we're gonna have a pre show. I have a comedian coming in. Uh, my friend Eddie Diesel. He's a he's a comedian. Um, oh, so shit. he's in, he's gonna do a little little skit beforehand. Um, we also have Cindy's birthday bash on the show. What's going on with the birthday bash? We're giving her a cake and doing the whole birthday thing. Okay, yep, yeah, the old the old cake at the wrestling show. Uh yeah, that's gonna be during that's okay. gonna be during intermission. Like we're gonna do a happy birthday thing for her and all that. Cool. Um and then uh Yeah, so doors open at seven, pre show so bell temps ten thirty pre show, we're thinking maybe ten fifteen. Okay. Um yeah. and then February twenty third, we're doing the show at the American Legion, also known as the tank in Feeding Hills Mass, which is technically Agawam. Um, that show bell time doors are at six, bell times at eight, and that one is all ages. 
Okay, so what's going to be the difference with the all ages show? Just that they allow all ages in. Okay, they're yeah. so they're going to get the same. Uh, it's yeah, not cause... going to be a. Uh... Yeah, like because a, even even because the twenty one plus is only for because it's a bar, so yeah. it's not like the guys do anything outrageously like that. Uh, like something that like you couldn't take a kid to. Like if Legends right. allowed all ages, you could bring a kid to our shows. It's just okay. because it's in a bar. Yeah. All right. Well, that'd be cool. Then yeah, a whole new uh, whole new fan base to grow up and uh, yep. see the product evolve. And um, okay, and then. Man, so do you have like, uh, and you have like, uh, so where's the ring uh, when it's not being used? My garage. Your garage, okay. You, uh, I think, and and that's the other thing about the small ring that I like too. Yeah. Is so my friend Sarah, who's been a friend for many years, and um, she's also does the sound for us and everything. My okay. ring, because I because I have a pickup truck, but I have the five foot bed. She has yep. a full. She has a full bed. She has a um. I forgot what kind of truck, but it's a really. She has a big truck. Yeah. So she comes over, and we put the ring right in the bed of her truck. So we, yeah, don't, it, we I don't even have to rent a ring truck. It fit pretty nice in there. Um, yeah, that was great. That was. I was like, okay, this is so. Like, so like, and that's a, that's a cool thing is I got Cindy as my business partner. I got Sarah behind. Not a lot of people like. People like at the bar, people like that know us know who she is and know her. But yeah. like, the wrestling crowd would never like wouldn't really know who she was. But she's like a big help too. Like she does the sound, she transports the ring. She just helped me with the with Micromania or not Micromania, Micro All Stars before I went to Micromania. With who? So who when I did when I used to do Micro Wrestling All Stars, yeah. um, when they would come to Connecticut, Sarah would jump in and help too. Okay, so what were you doing? Were you refing? Uh, you said or... for for all stars, I was I was either depending on what city we're in, depending on what it called for, we were I was either refing, doing the sound, whatever needed uh, to be done. Yeah, whatever, whatever was show. done. Yeah, cool. But now I'm with Micromania, and I help get them. I help like like I'll send out an email say to venues, and and then I'll send it to Billy, who is the promoter of Micromania, and be like, hey, what do you think about this place? What do you think about this place? So it's more doing that kind of stuff. I don't really do anything on the shows with them, and I don't really. Okay. And I'll go to shows like I don't travel with them, but like if they're within driving distance, I'll go. Or for the show, yeah. like over the show, I helped get, I'll go. So what's driving distance for you? Uh, at uh, where where well, are you? The furthest You're... I drove for them was I went to their show at in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Okay, so is that like a few hours? That's about four hours. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dri- driving distance sure changes. Uh, yeah. Like what, what are you like? What driving distance is? And you're like, oh, well, you know, this fucking uh, 30 minute drive is, I okay. 30 minutes is cool. But, you know, it used to be like hours and days and I'm driving. And I was like, hey, a little bit's cool. But, um, so when you were just incredible was so was like with on his shows like you get like still an ECW crowd with, Well I well I didn't wrestle I didn't wrestle for ACW or them um yeah. but like their shows it was like so ACW and DPW were kind of were very similar um so it was that like ECW type show 
the, okay. the both, with both of them. Yeah, like, I'll yeah. never forget, um, uh, well, there was one show, this is before I was training, it was Mercedes, I think Mercedes Martinez was working Velvet Sky back when she was Talia. Okay. And they did a women's hardcore match or anywhere falls match or something along those lines. And I just yeah. remember them going outside of the venue. So this was at the, um, it was in Naugatuck. I think it was like the Portuguese club or something. So when you go out the front doors, he's like a big, like front grass, and everything. And then across the street is like gas stations and stores and like that. Yeah. Well, the, they started going outside. They went through the front doors, crowd follows them. So now to the people that are not, so if someone's like a bystander, it yeah. looks like a shoot fights going on with people around them. Oh yeah. So like the promoter comes around the corner, get inside, get inside. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, it's yeah. Weird when you got that happening, when you got the fight going uh, outside and like, you know, seven, eight o'clock <laughs> at night, you got a big crowd around a couple people. Um, I, I remember one of those up in, in Vancouver, and it was like I want to say, yeah, I want to say it was Bishop and Nicole Matthews up there, and uh, like so. Then they throw throw someone into a car and then drive yeah. off, uh, <laughs> during it, and like shit. Like I, I'm surprised nobody called the cops. I mean, maybe someone did, but you never really know some of well, that stuff. Well, actually, I'll speak of like the cops and all that. One so I was when I was on one of the BST shows um, that Lucas Chase was doing, yeah. we're in so we're in the ring at doing the like at the main event we're doing like um so there was like a big schmoz at the end so like we're all in the ring and everything and now Lucas Chase is in the ring too and he's the promoter yeah. all of a sudden while we're in the ring we see half of Bridgeport PD coming down the ramp because it was oh, an outdoor okay. show well. Come to find out, somebody tried thought there was illegal bar fighting going on or something. Cool. So like yeah. they all got straightened out, but like at first the cops got this call to like. <laughs> that's that's when you get the cameras out and start yeah. taking taking all of the pictures and and stuff. Uh, and it, that and then yeah. the same thing happened when we we're doing no ring bar brawls. Yeah. Somebody called the cops and tried to say that the bar was doing illegal fighting in their back in their back lawn. And but and when the cop showed up, he obviously saw what it was wrestling, and the yeah. cops like, "Oh, can I get a picture with the belt?" <laughs> like you sure can, you sure can. Um, yeah, just just yeah, make sure make sure you tag tag the promotion on it yeah. when you post it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so then, like, yeah, man, like. Uh, so then, yeah, in April, man, the, there, it's the WrestleMania going on and, uh, yep. yeah, uh, fuck, dude. so there's a promotion down there. I was like, dude, I got to go to the show that's at the old ECW arena. Um, and so, yeah, they're doing a show like that Friday night. I, I'm like, I'd rather go to that than go to mania. The, uh, the craziest thing I ever seen was there used to be, um, there was a there's a promotion called I'm I'm not sure if I'm saying it right called Hawa, in like the okay. Springfield area. Yeah. So, not last mania. I think it was the mania before. 
I was I was booked on the show to manage Stevie Legend. Well, they were going yeah. head up with Mania Night One. Like they like they, they were starting at they were starting at the same time, like same thing. Wow. Something. So I'm like, how are they even gonna draw a crowd? Right. They sold out the building they're in. Holy shit! So, yeah, like like that, and, 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 and there was like maybe like three hundred, like maybe because I'm trying to think, of, I'm bad with judging what size of buildings. So I'd sure. say between two and three hundred people there. That's that's not a bad deal, man. Like no, I go, going head up that. for going head up for Mania. Like that was yeah. like I was I was like wow, this is actually this is a really good crowd for. Yeah, like you can pay a hundred and fifty dollars here, or pay like. But, you know, forty bucks for this show. But what I think it is now, what I think, and what's actually I think better for the indies, is I don't think that would have happened in like the nineties, early two thousands. No, way. I think I think what it is is now that you could go on the network and go back and watch it later. People yeah. are like, okay, we can go to this show live, and then we can watch that when we get home. Right. Yeah, I mean that, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm like, well, I just yeah, I don't, and I I get. You know, a fraction of the price to go to this other show, and then I'd rather go to the I don't know, like Mania's. Mania's cool. It was, uh, but I don't know. Like, you, you, there's enough of a choice now. There's there's enough choice, yeah. and there's so many fucking shows that they have running during this week. And like you said, they even got stuff running head to head with WrestleMania, which man, like that that's still blowing my mind. Like that. That's a like really good idea. Yeah. Uh, huh. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I'd even think that someone would be like, we we can do like almost like a, a closed circuit show, and that would draw more than an indie show going head to head Rust Mania. Yeah. But like, all right, fuck yeah, dude. Like, huh? Okay. Now now I'm I'm not I'm not planning on promoting like, but uh. <laughs> Uh man, like I, I, I have all the respect for you for promoting shows, man. Like Thank it's, you. it's it's a you're you're I don't know, like being able yeah. to hurt a bunch of like it's a lot like strippers. Um you know, just you gotta hurt a lot of people that are a lot lot of moving parts and yep. um you know, every you always have to be ready to be on your feet, man, and uh, you you did you did a great, good job of that, and I I appreciated it, and I yeah enjoyed working over there. Um, but yeah, man. So where how are people gonna find you? Where where are they gonna find you in the world? Um, so, in the back alley. So the uh, um my Facebook is just Chase Slater. Um, okay. Now, like when you search it, it might come up as like you might find multiple. So it's a, it's a picture of me in my football uniform with my helmet on. Who's the other Chase Slater? You want me to go beat I... him up? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Outcast Championship Wrestling. And I'm sorry, Facebook. It's OCW Wrestling. You'll see our logo. All right. And, and... same with the Instagram and okay. the YouTube. The YouTube. The YouTube I... is because I always have to look at the YouTube because it because um the same name wasn't available. OCW Wrestling, Wrestling TV. TV. Yep, at OCW Wrestling TV for the YouTube. And so what was the Instagram one? Uh, the or... Instagram one, I believe, is just OCW Wrestling again. Oops. OCW uh, Wrestling. Okay. Let's see. Because um, I'm really bad at Instagram, so I'm, Cindy's going to start taking that over. Great. Dude, uh, yeah. Yeah, OCW Wrestling on Instagram. 
Yeah. And, and the same thing, the profile picture will be that logo. Taylor, any day you get someone else to do uh, social media stuff for you is a good day. Uh, th- yeah. Those are my favorite days. I was yeah, like, like I'm, I'm good. With, I'm good with Facebook. Um, I'm good at the YouTube, but I don't. Yeah. I've never really used. I have Instagram, but like with my with my Shay Slater Instagram, yeah, it attaches to my Facebook. So if I post a picture on Facebook, it'll. I don't have to worry about Instagram because it'll automatically upload it there. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah. like, so I'm bad with trying to log in and out of and trying to control like multiple at the same time. Right. I mean. Why not? Yeah, dude. Yeah. And if someone else is willing to do it, then hell yeah, let them yeah. do it. Like, oh man, I, that, that's my dream. That's my dream to just, or maybe, maybe AI is going to get really good at it. Uh, and I can just let that go. But, um, yeah, man. So uh, I'll post that all in the show links and you can, uh, yeah, I gave you all the links so you have them all. Yeah, and cool. Yeah, so uh, thank you so much for being on. And if you're in the Connecticut area, get out there on Friday night, and I'll yeah I'll post and January nineteenth, January nineteenth. So this Friday, January nineteenth, Bristol Sports Bar and Grill, or Bristol Sports Bar. I don't know why I put the grill there. Bristol Sports Bar. (laughs) No, they do. They actually have really good food. Okay. Yeah, you got you have to try the food. Okay, what, what's what's the food to try there? I'd go. They have really good pizza. Like okay. pretty much anything's good there, but definitely gotta try the pizza. Okay, so where where's your pizza spot? Uh, what, what's I mean, you See, have that, to ask someone. That's kind of hard because like I just like pizza in general. So like I'm like, like if it's a real pizza place or like, like so. My go to I can tell my go to wing spot. Okay, what's pizza's, your go-to because wing pizza, spot? like I'm like, there's different multiple places. I look. My go-to wing spot is Slider Sports Bar and Grill. Okay, where's that? There's one in Berlin, Connecticut, Wallingford, Connecticut, Southington, Connecticut, and Plainville, Connecticut. Okay, Plainville uh, was the first one ever built. Berlin was number two, then Southington, then Wallingford. And so, what do you? What are your wings? Are they like? Are they hot? Are they barbecue? No, usually I'll do the honey mustard all drum, but they don't have what was really good. It was a limited time; they don't have it anymore. I keep so every time I'm there, I'm like, you gotta bring it back. They yeah. had a dry rub Dorito, a Dorito dry rub, nacho cheese Dorito. Yes, even better. Okay, and the other uh, ones that the uh, other ones that aren't so bad. Like I wouldn't get this all the time, but they're actually not bad. And I was skeptic at first. They also have a peanut butter and jelly wing. Cool. And so was okay. So the peanut butter was it like a peanut butter? Basically, what they did was they they took the after the wings were cooked, they yeah. spread them with peanut butter and jelly on the outside of the wing. And so there was no dip. It was just no. like I mean, you can get dip if you want to, but like right. Okay, dude. Yeah, I mean, if it's already peanut butter yeah. and jelly, you don't really need much of a dip. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. I can, I can, I can appreciate that. That sounds, that sounds good. That sounds like, so chicken with peanut butter and jelly, find ways to do that is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. It so wasn't you, bad. Like it's not something I'd get all the time, yeah. but it's something I'll get once in a while. Okay. All right. 
cool. Well, I do, Shane. Thanks, man, for being Thank on. You. Uh, yeah, great, great seeing you again. And uh, yeah, I'll have you back on uh, if you're down for it. I mean, oh yeah, I'm down. So. Okay. Cool. All right. Have a great day. Right, you too. Thank you. All right. Yep. All right, Shane Slater, man. Check him out uh, this Friday in uh, I forgot where he said a Legends Bar in Bristol. I think is what he said. Where where Babe Ruth played some minor league baseball. There you go. That's Bristol, Connecticut. That's what it is. I think Bristol, I'm pretty sure that's where it was when I went over there. It's right by ESPN, uh, their headquarters. It's like a block or two away. Pretty sure it could have been a different place I went to, but I'm pretty sure it was Bristol. So, of course, quote me on that uh, verbatim, please. So thank you, everyone, for listening to the Public Access Podcast, the podcast on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network. And that is the show, man. Boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker.